WTLA North Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. Can we review our status here, Cy? Let's look at this thing from a uh, from a uh, standpoint of status. Can't go backwards. Can't go forward. What am I going to do? Hey, what happened? You have nothing better to do at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. This is a great day. A really great day. All across CNY, it's the 315 with Brian Higgins. Halfway home, here's what's happened so far. All right, what has happened so far in the program today? We have once again spoken about Judamins in the final play of the game three nights ago that matters so much. We have decided that, um, that we're not going to shoot Judah Mintz into the sun. That is the conclusion that we've come to. You're safe, Judah. We're not shooting you into the sun. We've also decided that there's now a, a fly loose in the studio. I don't know how that is possible here in the middle of January in Syracuse. What else have we decided so far on the program today? We reviewed uh, Dino Baber's general hiring practices uh, when it comes to his staff, saying it feels late, but at least the way Dino has done it so far in his career... Still kind of early for the way he goes about filling out his staff, so we'll keep our eyes peeled on that. With that, we, besides the fly, which is now just buzzing around me in the studio, we turn the page to our number two. Busy weekend coming up in the NFL. Two games Saturday, two games Sunday in the divisional rounds of the playoffs. NBA full swing games tonight. With that, we bring in our friend Ariel Epstein, the prop queen now of points bet. Ariel, welcome in. Thanks for having me. And uh, you are now of PointsBet, formerly uh, of Yahoo. So congratulations on on the new gig. Tell us all, how how'd this come to be. What's uh, what's PointsBet been like for you so far in the new year? PointsBet's awesome. They came to New York. They built studios. They were already in Colorado. They're really starting up a lot of different media entities now than just being a sports book, which has really just been the way that the sports gambling community has gone. Sports books. When I first jumped in uh, back in twenty nineteen. They were really just using third-party media vendors to really help them promote their products. Now you're seeing the sports books create their own content, which has just been so much fun to be a part of something from the ground up. And we have great studios downtown in Manhattan. It's really been a fun time. Uh, yeah, and the, the name I saw that's associated with this, this kind of threw me off a bit. Uh, Ryan Leaf, like former quarterback Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Leaf, is, is heavily involved in this? Yeah, he's actually one of my co-hosts for his show, The Straight Line. Uh, the show is... Four days a week, we talk a lot of football, and it's really great to be able to get his insight into the game, considering from a college and pro level, he knows the game very well. So we're able to combine my numbers for betting and the sharp mindset versus his knowledge of the game and combining that together has really made a great product. Okay, so that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, good to hear. Like, you hear some stories, you know, Ryan, obviously his NFL career did not go as uh, he would have hoped and, you know, had some tough times going on there. But I, I forget if it was a 30 for 30 or something about him and Bledsoe from back in the day. It feels like, you know, he's doing this and doing a bunch of stuff. That Like, Ryan, Ryan's got a lot of great stuff going on right now that didn't feel like it might have been there after his NFL days. He's been doing a lot of touring also. He's actually in Alabama right now speaking to students and 
kind of helping people just shape their path in a positive way. He's learned from a lot of mistakes he's made in the past, and he's just really helped spread that word around to help people um, when it comes to planning for their futures. Really cool stuff. Ariel Epstein, the prop queen now of points bet, joining us. And Ariel, let's get into this NFL weekend here because, you know, there's four games. There's eight million things you can bet on in any and all of them. And there is just ungodly amounts of information out there right now. I clicked on just some random article this morning, and it was, you know, pages and pages long about, you know, against the spread stats and historic stats and, you know, how does this referee ref a playoff game or what does this person do when it's, you know, 37 degrees out? How how do you parse all the information when there is so much information considering there's just four games this weekend? I really try to look at it on my own first. I try not to look at too many of those trends and numbers early on. I try to just take this actual statistics and line them up with each other. Then maybe some trends can look in my favor when it comes to, oh, okay, I think this team is going to be high scoring in the first half or they're going to cover the first half spread or the game. Then there's a trend that I'll look at later on that tells me, yeah, that trend actually works out a lot. Or there'll be a trend that makes me think, ooh, maybe I should back off of that. But I really try to use my own information first and the actual statistics before I start looking at trends. Okay, so let's uh, let's take the games one by one here this weekend. Chiefs-Jags is first up. Anything, anything popping to you about this game on Saturday? I really like either the Chiefs in the first half or the first half over 24.5 points. It's been shown that the Jaguars... They're really good in the second half, but their defense really struggles in the first half. They allow the six most points per first half. In the three games where the Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes had a bye in the wild card round, the Chiefs averaged just under 24 points per first half in the divisional round. Hmm. I have a friend of mine, too, that also gave me a trend, um, like I mentioned. That, that's my stats. Now there's a trend that talks about first-half teams that – are playing against a team that technically shouldn't be in the playoff, a team that's below 57%, which would be Jacksonville and the Giants. So this is a trend that bodes well for the Eagles and for the Chiefs, that they are 8-0 and against the spread in the first half when they have the rest advantage against a team that is below 57% on the season. Just something to keep in mind when it comes to covering a first-half spread. Okay, I don't like trends that, that go against the Giants, so that that's not necessarily great to hear. From you the and team. the rest of New York, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I know like none of the numbers are speaking well about the Giants on uh, Sunday so or Saturday night, so I, I need to rely on something other than numbers for that game, I think. But uh, uh, let, let's get to the, that Giants-Eagles game. On uh, I guess that number you said applies to it. So what, what else is popping to you about uh, the Giants-Eagles game on, on Sunday night where we've seen two you know completely different games between the two teams this year? The Giants got blown out in the first game, and then uh, the second meeting, the Giants weren't playing their starters and, and still kind of played them close anyway. That's why even with the second game, I'm looking at the Eagles' first half. Now take that trend that I just mentioned aside. The Eagles are the best first-half team in football at home. Eagles are averaging just over 18 points a first half when they're playing at home. That first game against the Giants in MetLife was a blowout. The second game, the Eagles still played a better first half than the Giants came in and covered in the second half. That's why I'd stick with the Eagles in the first half. Also, if you're going to be doing some kind of same-game parlay or you're betting props, Stay away from the Giants quarterback Daniel Jones passing yards or bet his under. It's probably going to be right in that 215 to 220 range. Jones has not really had many big passing games. In fact, went under this against the Eagles, and he also is going up against this top 10 Eagles pass defense. 
The Eagles have only allowed for, I'm pretty sure, one or two quarterbacks this year to have over 220 passing yards, and everyone else they've been able to limit to even some below 200 passing yards. Can't see that the Giants are going to get the passing game going against the Eagles too much in this one. I'll take the under or just stay away from the over on Daniel Jones' passing yards and the Eagles' first half. And say with with Dan Daniel Jones, like this feels like one of those things too. He's coming off, you know, statistically or otherwise. I mean, you just watched it last week. He's coming off the best game of his career. When you're coming off someone that's having a career game, how, how do you try to evaluate them the week after? I guess so you don't get <laughs> caught in the glow of that when when you're going into the next week. Yeah, and then you also, you don't want to get too caught up in the moment. You even saw that Saquon Barkley, the Giants running back, was watching film on the plane already on their way home from that playoff game. I don't want to speak illy of the Giants because they have actually, I mean, surprised many people this season, and it's a testament to the head coaching job of Brian Dabble. The Eagles are just really good. Um, their offense is very multidimensional. The Giants are going to have to try for those what, third time this season to try to beat them. And, yeah, it's hard to beat the same team three times, but the Eagles just have way more weapons on offense than the Giants do. And this matchup, unlike uh, Minnesota, Minnesota had a terrible pass defense. The Giants were able to take advantage of their bad secondary. But now you're going to get a defense like Philly who's good against the pass. Well, how much can you really run Saquon Barkley when you're up against a pretty balanced Eagles defensive unit? All right, and you know, an Eagles team, Jalen Hurts and uh, the the wideouts, Brown and Smith and Miles Sanders. Only Giants fans would be terrified about this name, but the name is Boston Scott because he has scored a touchdown <laughs> in all, all but one of his career games against the Giants. Like, is that something? Like, is that just a random thing? Ariel, or is that something you look at and say, okay, mate, Boston Scott, anytime touchdown score, he only seems to score touchdowns against the Giants. I know, and it was funny. I was even with a Philly fan. I was with an Eagles fan at the Giants game in MetLife. He bet Boston Scott anytime touchdown, and I think it was the last touchdown of yeah. the game. He was going absolutely nuts. I think it was a 9-1 to payout. Hey, listen, it's the playoffs. There are a lot less teams to bet on. There are a lot less games to bet on. That's smart. But if you want to do something as like a ten dollar long shot bet, go and have some fun with a stupid trend on Boston Scott. <laughs> yeah, like that. You're right. The touchdown in the regular season, it didn't mean anything. The game had been over for like hours, and he like fell into the end zone on like the last play of the game. Like, well, okay. I guess for Giants fans, you don't want that situation where you're putting in your second, third string running back. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the thing with the Eagles is you, you just never know at the goal line which guy's going to be on the field. So I suppose it could happen in the first quarter, but uh, he, he frightens me. He frightens me. <laughs> I know. If you're the Giants, the last thing you want to see is Boston Scott in the red zone because that means you're probably down by two scores. Uh, Exactly, exactly. All right, Ariel Epstein, the prop queen from PointsBet, is with us. Let's get to the games uh, Sunday. Bills-Bengals, obviously, is a big-time conversation around here. That that number's been uh, rising. Last I saw was uh, five and a half the Bills were favored by. What what do you make of this one? It it seems everything I've seen is like a lot of bets are on the Bengals, but a lot of money right now is on the Bills. It's what we call a fishy line, Brian, and I've seen so much public action come in on Cincy, not just in this game, public action coming in on Cincy in the Super Bowl, public action. The biggest liability for the books for Super Bowl MVP is Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow. Yet the line's moving in favor of Buffalo. The Bengals are missing three of their five offensive linemen. They are going to have a lot of pressure on Burrow, the Bills. They're going to test that entire side that Burrow's missing. I think it's the right side. I like the Bills to cover over their team total. Buffalo's averaging just over 32 points a home game. 
Bengals defense worse on the road than they are at home. My favorite prop in this game for Burrow to go over his pass attempts. Burrow's averaging 38 pass attempts per game on the road. Bills allow the fifth most pass attempts per game to their opponents. And quarterbacks in Buffalo, majority of them, there have only been three this season that have come to Buffalo, including the playoffs, three this season that have come to Buffalo that have gone under 40 pass attempts. All other quarterbacks have had at least 40 pass attempts when they go to Buffalo. When you see that you're an underdog, it means that you're going to be playing from behind potentially and having to throw the football. Quarterback Joe Burrow going to have to throw the football a lot, and he's got a pass-catching running back, and Joe makes it anyway. So even if he wants to go to his running back, he can do it in the air over on pass attempts for Burrow. Okay, that's an interesting one, too, because, you know, that's one you can win on. Like, the Bengals can win or lose the game, and he can still go over on that because he's probably going to fling the ball around uh, a lot regardless. Uh, last game of the weekend is Cowboys and the Niners. Uh, you know, this is an interesting. It's always weird, right, when the Cowboys are involved because there's just always a ton of public money on the Cowboys. How does that affect what, what you're looking at this weekend? And we're seeing a line freeze, too, of San Francisco just staying put at three and a half, which is interesting. However, I'm looking at the props. San Francisco's quarterback, Brock Purdy, under his passing yards. Purdy only went over this one time this year, otherwise under five in his six regular season games. Dallas struggles against the run. They just have to do a ton of hits to McCaffrey, Mitchell, Debo Samuel. Don't know one of the best corners in the league, Trayvon Diggs, pick off the rookie. Let Purdy get rid of the ball fast. He, you don't want him getting destroyed by the Dallas defensive stars, the Marcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, Leighton Vanderesh. This pass defense is allowing the eighth least passing yards per game because of how strong their front seven is, in addition to having such great corners like uh, Diggs. So with quarterbacks going under 236.5 passing yards in 14 out of 18 games against Dallas this year, Continue with that trend under on Brock Purdy passing yards. All right, they do love to run the ball, that's for sure. NBA tonight, Ariel. I know you always have your eye on the NBA. Anything, uh, anything sticking out tonight in the games? There are a few things. Um, first, I have to mention that the Boston Celtics leading scorer Jason Tatum is absolutely crushing it at home recently. He's had at least twenty-nine points in six straight home games with thirty plus in five out of the six. Golden State, fifth most points per game allowed, in addition to this being a revenge game for the NBA championship but or the NBA finals. But the uh, game coming, the game's on now at 3 o'clock, so I'm not going to give out the Paris game prop, which I like Vucevic to go over points, rebounds, and assists. Um, but I'll give you one for later tonight. It's the Philly center, Joel Embiid. He has the most paint touches for Philly, and he's up against the defense in Portland. That's bottom 10 in points allowed in the paint. And he's averaging 35 points a game against these kinds of teams, in addition to last time being in Portland a couple of years ago, put up 35 points. I would take that over of 32.5 points for Joel Embiid. All right, we'll keep an eye on that tonight with uh, the Sixers and uh, the Blazers tonight. All right, uh, Ariel, good stuff. Uh, it's fun with these, uh, these playoff games because there's so many props and tons of stuff to watch out for this weekend. So we'll be keeping an eye on all that, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Good luck this weekend. That is Ariel Epstein, the prop queen from PointsBet, a Syracuse grad and all right. Thanks to her for hopping on uh, for a few today. Keep an eye out for her props. We'll take a break. Coming up next, uh, Josh will be in with a 4-1 in the 3-1-5. Dan Fates, 3-30, talking bills. That's the plan the rest of the way today on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.